Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. Real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. In studio is Eugene Merman. Eugene, hello. You're a funny guy, Eugene. Anybody Thank ever, you. Anybody ever tell you that? Um, I've I've heard it occasionally. Mostly my mom, some people on the web. <laughs> a couple. You're people. extremely knowledgeable, <laughs> as well as likable. A couple of people on the web. The, uh, today we're doing cosmic queries. Mm -hmm. Cosmic queries themed yeah. to evolution. Yeah evolution now stars evolve the universe evolves but that's generally not what people are going to be asking us about no so i did not want to do this alone i gotta i gotta get back up on this so i combed the halls of the american museum of natural history and found one of its leading evolution experts and he's a Paleo evolutionary paleoanthropologist. Paleoanthropologist. Something like that. Dr. Ian Tannisall. Ian, welcome to Star Talk. Hello, thanks. And thanks for joining us for our Planet of the Apes show. That was good to have you on there. Oh, that was fun. And now we can take it to a new place, yeah. finding out oh, all oh. about evolution in humans and all the like. Uh, Ian, you've written 20 books in your life. What did you start when you were six? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've just been trying to catch up for the last 30 years. <laughs> all right. Yeah. 20 books and your latest one, uh, How We Became Human. What was that? How did I get that right? Oh, the latest one published was uh, called Masters of the Planet about how we became human, trying to explain how the human species emerged. How we emerged. Okay, I might, I might have some questions about that yeah. as we go on. But what we do for Cosmic Queries is we solicit questions from our fan base at Twitter and Facebook and wherever else on our, on our website. And I've never seen the questions. Ian certainly hasn't seen the questions. No. Eugene, you have plucked these from the ether. I have. Go for it. All right. Levi Matamanowicz wants to know, okay. <laughs> if human evolved from monkeys, why are there still monkeys? It's a classic creationist argument, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, why are there still monkeys if humans yeah, evolved Ian, from monkeys? Ian, we got you there, Ian. Well, <laughs> humans didn't evolve from monkeys. Otherwise, it's perfectly correct. Uh, we have a common ancestor. 
about 30 million years ago, uh, monkeys went their way and we went ours. And then uh, something like uh, 10 or 12 million years ago, the, uh, the orangutan went its own way. And we continued on our way along with the ancestor of the apes, of the other apes. Right. And eventually differentiated so, about 7 million years ago. So what's the last ape we, sp- we split from? The last ape we split from was the common ancestor of the bonobo and the chimpanzee. Oh, no. And then they were like, we're going to be awesome chimpanzees, and we were like, we'll be people. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically. But but don't, why didn't those chimps realize it's much more fun to be people? Maybe it isn't. (laughs) Maybe it isn't. It would be actually a lot more fun to be a chimpanzee if there weren't any people around. Yeah, but oh, that's a that separate question. Yeah. But oh, given that there are, mm-hmm. it's definitely more fun to be a person. Uh, right now, I would say that the advantage is with us. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, for now. <laughs> we only have ourselves to blame, at least. But that's we saw true. the movie. It's only just for now that yeah. the advantage is human. It's true. Mm-hmm. Next one, Eugene. All right. Lance Elliott wants to know, beyond natural selection, we also have artificial selection, such as what we've been doing to dogs for centuries. Does selective breeding do the same as evolution faster or not at all? And if it does cause evolution faster, could we possibly selectively breed chimps until they reach intelligence? Ooh. Yeah, why, why aren't we doing to chimps what we're doing to dogs? Yeah, and creating well, super you know, chimps uh, that the, we can murder us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we already have ourselves, and uh, that, I think that's probably enough for us to have to deal with right there. Um, why you would want to turn a chimpanzee into a human being when human beings are already out there really uh, you know, messing up the world, I, I, I well, can't What's the difference imagine. between buying a cake and making a cake? <laughs> you can see the fun. <laughs> well, I suppose. No, we're not turning chimps into a... humans. We're turning Turning chimps into smart chimps. Yeah. Turning chimps into smart chimps. Um, I, you know, people have been trying to do things to uh, to, to 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 teach uh, chimpanzees language. Turns out that chimpanzees can learn a lot of signs. They can manipulate symbols in their minds. They can add them up anyway. Uh, but they just don't uh, don't they don't love m- doing manipulate it. information the way we wait, do. Wait, they have me, another Ian, way of wait wait Ian Ian. Mm-hmm. Neither are wolves cuddly lap creatures but we turn them into <laughs> we turned wolves into cuddly city dogs that sit on your lap during dinner we, so uh, why can't why aren't we doing that to other animals to chimps to you know i think dogs basically domesticated us you know dogs uh dogs dogs are basically uh the uh the victims of their own their own personal kind of relationship with human beings uh chimpanzees aren't that way Meaning dogs decided they could get food easier if they just hung out with us than hunted it. And didn't bite us. And didn't bite us. That's basically it. And chimps are like, we can get food easier if we stay away from people. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Next question. All right. Elad Avron wants to know. Are are you doing your best to pronounce these people's names? I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, how would you pronounce (laughs) Elad Avron? Okay, go on. (laughs) I feel like I am. All right. I mean, it's spelled J-E-F-F. No. Um, Go. Elad wants to know. Do you think it's appropriate to say that our technological advancements are part of our evolutionary path? Did we change or cheat evolution by enhancing our lives with technology? Or is the mere fact that we are able to invent that technology a part of our evolution? I'm with, what's his name again? Uh, Elad. I'm with Elad on this. But we, we are humans, we are fleshy things, and we create skyscrapers and subways and airplanes and spaceships. So that's our world. 
I think Elon has a really good observation here. And I think that basically we have a long, long history of biological evolution. But I think right now, all the action is on the cultural level. It's on the technological level. I don't think we're going anywhere as biological creatures. But boy, we're having a hard time keeping up with our own technology. Yeah, but we've got people in the lab stirring our genome. Why isn't that just right on the next headline? You can stir, stir up the genome all you want, but you need to keep it into a separate uh, inside a separate population. I mean, you can get into some pretty morally hazardous uh, uh, scenario. What you're here. saying is you can mess with the genes, put them on an island and let that gene propagate, mm -hmm. but this is an immoral experiment to like conduct. The oh, in the like, like the Truman Show. Like the Truman Show. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. All right, next. All right. Well, we got like 30 seconds. Wait, yeah. you got a quick oh. one? Well, F Philip Varasi has a, uh, does technology affect or hinder evolution since we as a species are able to protect our weak who may nice. host? Great question. Yeah. We're, we're people who would have otherwise died out on the Serengeti, we yeah. keep alive till they're 80. What's up with that? Yeah. I think basically uh, we oh, are. No time. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> when we come back to Star Talk, we're going to find out the morality of keeping weak people alive when we return to Star Talk Radio. Star Talk, Cosmic Aquarius. Eugene, thanks for being here. Ian Tattersall, my friend and colleague, world famous monkey guy. Yeah. Monkey ape. guy? Ape. Paleoanthropologist. Call, call me a lemur guy. Le oh, lemur. He studies lemurs. Oh. In yeah. case you didn't know. Everything we know about lemurs is from the movie Madagascar. Oh. Just, so, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Ian. Everything he does. Everything, Everything he know. knows. And I haven't lemurs. even seen the movie. Right. right. <laughs> so this, this week, we, we had a cliffhanger here. Who, yeah. Who, so uh, Philip Vasari, basically he's like, why do we keep the weak people alive? Yeah, so are we interfering with evolution by bringing the miracles of modern medicine to keep people alive that would otherwise be dead or enable people to procreate who would have otherwise been impotent. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as long as we're able to do it and we're able to afford to do it, what difference is it going to make? We can compensate for uh, some basic biological problems. Uh, so we're rising above the limits so, of biological no. evolution. And as soon as we cease to be able to do that, uh, selection will take over and we'll go back to the status quo. Yeah, that's a okay. that's a pretty straight also, answer. Also, some there. of those people uh, might end up being really great musicians. You never know. It's worth it. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. Okay. 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 So, so uh, thank you. Ian. A, Cedric wants should. to know. Does uh, Cedric have a last name? He, nothing <laughs> goes by you. Yeah. Evile. Cedric Avile. Okay, go. Cedric Avile probably wants to know, do you think that the evolution of technology is a continuation of our biological evolution? Hmm. That is another really good question. Uh, yes, it is, uh, in a sense, because it's biologically enabled. Um, I think our biological evolution, as long as we're a huge population like we are today, is not going anywhere. But you can see change all around you on the technological scene, and this is where the action is going to be in future. Okay, just to be clear, when you said we're all here together, there's a deep implication there. We're not spawning branches of ourselves that could then speciate differently. We're all interbreeding, so we're we're in this together in the same sandbox. Totally. Is that, is that mm -hmm. a fair characterization? Absolutely. So because of that, what, what what can we do for ourselves? We now evolve our technology. Exactly. 
Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. Ian. Ian knocking him out. Fernando Soares wants to know, in current human populations, a clear selection pressure isn't... Fernando a- Soares? What, what does that name say? Wait, wait, where's his name? Right there. Yeah, Fernando Soares. Okay. What? Just, what I, I, thought, I thought maybe you put some accent in Fernando it. Help the guy. Thank you, Fernando. What's okay. his question? Go. What's his question? <laughs> Sorry. No, Neil. How would you pronounce S-O-R-S? Soares. I'm curious. Soares. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. I might say Soares. Sure. Fernando Soares. You might. Okay. But I'm, <laughs> Go. I, I'm pretty sure he's from Jersey. Oh, you did it. Anyway. He's from Jersey. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, in current human populations, the clear selection pressure isn't observed for certain geotypes, genotypes over others. Most people can leave offspring. How will this affect human evolution? Well, as I was just saying, I think it means that we're not going anywhere biologically, that essentially that we're, we're static biologically until demographic circumstances change. But meanwhile, there's a lot going on in the cultural sphere to keep us amused. So you're saying the X-Men franchise isn't totally realistic? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, unrealistic. Okay, oh. wait, 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 wait. So... It, what that says is because we all interbreed and we have airplanes to do it mm-hmm. all around the world. The next time we w- that's why we made airplanes to fly around <laughs> having sex. <laughs> we didn't want there was no branch yeah. of the human species unmated with exactly. Okay. As soon as you have the airplane, everything possible happens. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But you also spread disease faster and yeah, absolutely at, 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 yeah. at jet speed. But. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so it means if we speciate, it's going to be because we send colonies to Mars or on generational ships to other star systems. Well, you're not going to like this because I think, yes, but, uh, theoretically, you could send a colony into Mars, which was small and genetically unstable, could incorporate innovations and could speciate. But they'd be so far away that they would have no relevance at all to what was going on on Earth. What do you mean? They would be Mars is a long way away. Yeah, but what if they came back? And wait, 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 were wait, like, wait, wait, Ian, that's no different from Australia breaking away from its other mother continent and 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 generating these weird marsupial creatures that you don't find anywhere else on Earth. Same difference. Yeah. We weren't around to see those strange marsupials either until, of course, the uh, Aboriginal Australians got there and made mm-hmm. them all extinct in a hurry. Uh, the fact is that we are here on Earth and we are on this planet. And as you say, we're all in it together. You send out a colony to Mars, it's so far away. That's what they said about Australia. Australia. Okay, okay so in, in 100 years, as a wormhole, I get, I get to Mars for lunch. It's not a convincing point to me. When Mars, when you can get to Mars for lunch, uh, that'll change the rules. But right now, how long does it take to get to Mars? A long time. <laughs> how, lo- how long? How long in a- uh, the fastest? Uh, nine months is the nine fastest. months. Yeah, yeah. So you could nine totally months. go there and have sex. In fact, if you had sex and food oh, there, you'd have a kid. You'd have nothing much else to do on <laughs> okay. the way there. It's <laughs> true. Well, <laughs> you could bring a uh, Vectrex. You could bring video games. <laughs> All right. Next question. Nick Mills right. wants to know. Oh, well. Uh, what species do you think Eugene Merman evolved from? <laughs> do you think they may still exist and evolve into more Eugene Mermans in the distant future? Well, let, no, let's, let's think, think of this. I think that's a question for Eugene Merman. Yeah. Well, let's that's... think of this. He's he's a comedy guy. He yeah. he wrote his mm-hmm. his college thesis on comedy. So, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you can you, study you, anything now. Welcome you, to America. <laughs> you can do that. And cool. so... Is if cool. if he marries a, like a a, a a a comedian and they have offspring, mm-hmm. uh, what 
it, is is the genome so uh, randomizable that this is these kind of experiments the are not genome, interesting? The genome is totally unpredictable. You know, it's like uh, the 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 lady who came up to George Bernard Shaw and said, "We should get together with my beauty and your brains. It'll be fine, It'll be great." And then he said, "Well, what about if uh, the offspring gets gets uh, your brains and my beauty?" <laughs> Right, so you never know where all this stuff is going. Right. Anyway, yeah, I am very special, so thank you, Nick. Okay. Okay. Bill Strait wants to know. I've heard some tribes of primates go to war with other tribes. Some have invented spears and slings. Do we have any way of knowing how long it might take them to move up to more advanced instruments of war? I like to think of that question as they've got something. Does the next generation of chimps see that and then improve upon it the way we do in our libraries and our shared information? Okay. Well, there are no other primates with uh, spears and uh, slings, for a start. So Bill Strait is a little wrong. What uh, what what some chimpanzees do is pass wait, wait, wait. along. We're primates, and we have spears and slings, we're but primates, they don't have. But we are the only primates that do. Okay, so the rest of the primates don't. And never had spears and slings. Nope. Okay. Okay. Okay, and, and they don't have spears because they can't throw? It's interesting. Chimpanzees, for example, they've got, they have uh, elbow, I mean, sorry, uh, shoulder joints, Mm -hmm. which sort of aim upwards. And although they can actually throw uh, fairly accurately, or they can throw something in your direction, and it'll pretty much land in your direction, they can't throw very hard. They're very strong, but they can throw things very hard. So even with their long arms, they they would never make a good major league pitcher. Terrible pitchers. Much much better to punch. (laughs) Chimps are much better punchers. All right. All right. Spike Mike wants to know, can different species of apes interbreed, and if so, will their offspring be fertile? I am asking because I worry about the Bush family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted him to say I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) But uh, can different species, basically, can different species of apes interbreed? Well, we all have things that we worry about. Uh, The uh, basically, uh, uh, different species of apes today do not interbreed. Can they? Could they? Uh, nobody has tried. Nobody knows, uh, I think. I'm not sure if uh, anybody's tried uh, uh, breeding R- bonobos with, uh, with, with, with chimpanzees. Uh-huh. Um, they might have interbred in the old days in, uh, before it was recognized that they were different things in zoos, but I don't, don't know about but that. that. Would, but that would scramble the genome at that point. Yeah, and, it and would scramble would... the genome in a, in a, in a minor way. Uh, the 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 thing is, would 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 uh, an offspring uh, be fully uh, functional with with either parental group? Mm-hmm. And the question is, we have got no idea. Okay, uh, the answer is rather yeah. interesting. So you have two different species; they'd have offspring, and it's a question whether that offspring could m- mate back with either one yeah. of the branches. Yeah, you That's can be you could be incompatible uh, at many many different levels. You might not be able to form uh, an embryo, for example, uh, or you could bring the embryo to term and it wouldn't live, or it could be uh, could live to adulthood and not be fertile. You know, I a mean, lot of genetic landmines in there. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Okay, thirty seconds. Okay, so get another question. Uh, Danny Hughes want to know wants to know shouldn't other primates have rights? Okay, they're so almost human. <laughs> should yeah. yeah yeah. Why don't there we let lot, them vote? There <laughs> or, or, or better yet, have <laughs> an attorney. Why don't monkeys have more attorneys? Apes are, have more attorneys. There are attorneys that believe that apes that apes should. <laughs> you know, up to uh, the attorneys are very opportunistic. <laughs> Um, but if they need, uh, they you know, they need human beings to represent them in any kind of uh, human uh, environment, and so it's uh, pretty hopeless. Okay. When we come back, more of cosmic queries.
Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. You know what shouldn't feel like rocket science? Planning a vacation your whole crew will love. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on the Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. Whatever your vibe is, you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell. So pack those bags, be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, the Bahamas and Panama. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. We're back to Star Talk Radio's Cosmic Queries. So Danny Hughes asked, shouldn't other primates have rights? But they partially do, actually, right? Do they have rights different from other animals? There is legislation in various countries uh, protecting um, animals, uh, other primates, uh, for example. There's legislation in this country which has just decreed that that chimpanzees should no longer be used in medical experimentation and so on. So, yes, in a sense they have rights, but rights is is a human notion, and rights are what humans give other animals rather than, right. than something inherent to them so themselves. So th- just to paraphrase what you said, Ian, the rights we give chimps 
is laws that prevent us from killing them. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's their right. So uh, we can give them that right, but we can't give them the right to uh, happiness or a house. <laughs> you could give them a right to a, to a decent existence. Um, yeah. If this was your judgment, uh, it would be a wonderful thing to do. But you can give them rights to things that they cannot themselves conceive of. Right, like to uh, to enjoy the uh, metaphysical works of Marcel Proust or something. Um, <laughs> I like that you're like you can't, they could, can't do that, but they wouldn't even really be able to enjoy uh, uh, even a shorter book. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they this, could, is, this is true too. They so could, I, I bet they totally get into Curious George. You know that would be the, the total. And they might seller. like the Beatles, um, but plants but like in the nature, Beatles. Might is right. No, unfortunately, they, they, they like the monkeys, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. They might. Human beings are the bullies on the block. Yeah. Uh, Next question. Okay. Matt Ellie wants to know Arthur C. Clarke wrote of primates in space to help with tasks. Do you see some primates possibly evolving with humans one day to make a home in interplanetary or multiplanetary cohabitation? I don't like to answer this one under the BDI uh, over here, but in fact, much uh, all 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 the the roles that are needed in space are much better done by instruments and robots anyway than they right. are by human beings. Maybe so he wrote that before really, before robotics was really had really yeah, taken hold. Like we don't have monkeys right now doing like doing anything stops or anything <laughs> doing anything. Yeah, so I feel like the same yeah, way right. we don't, we wouldn't fly them into space. I bet he, I bet he wrote point. that after Ham flew in. Yeah. In, you know those early chimps yep. uh, in the early space age because they you train them to hit some buttons and sure maybe that was his concept of if the day. you were they actually had it. to hit buttons while they were up there uh, I were... thought so wow. maybe I don't know no I was kidding a, I, that's I mean, what I thought that there was some it would turn on and they'd have to react really but because oh. they're, they're reacting under conditions that a human would then have to react under yeah. and they're just checking yeah. it but yeah. uh, wow. I think you're right we're way no. past that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. but okay. he doesn't know it poor Matt. Okay. No, it's not, he doesn't know it. Arthur C. Clarke didn't know it at the time he posed that question. All right, next. Sure. Okay, Alfred C. wants to know, in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the primates are exposed to a drug which increases their intelligence, allowing them to be more creative and even speak like humans. In order for this boosted intelligence to pass on to offspring, wouldn't the drug have to affect and change the primate's DNA? Is it possible for a drug to alter DNA? Well, this is true, and it's there are lots of drugs Planet out of the Apes is true. You've heard it here on Star Talk. There right. you go. I'm going right. to start taking Alzheimer's medicine tomorrow. <laughs> There's a lots of drugs out there that will damage your DNA. Oh, really? Uh, there are Probably no drugs available that will have this particular effect on your DNA. Wait, but there are drugs. So you could, with drugs, alter and affect DNA. Theoretically, I, 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 I suppose you could. Wait, wait. So it would alter your DNA such that you could reproduce with that alteration. Uh, so it wouldn't be no. just a local set of changed genes in your body. Well, well look, I mean, uh, there's, there's, there is... Your DNA is a very fragile molecule being damaged all the time by uh, cosmic rays, by, by you know, you, so you fa- name it. Fantastic so, Four is realistic. <laughs> so it's uh, the, whole the, the, is effect, real. the effect isn't realistic. Spider-Man you could realistically real. hope to damage your DNA. So it's easy to damage DNA, but hard to become superhuman? I would think so. Nah. Oh, well, can't have everything. <laughs> okay, John Anderson wants to know. 
Uh, why did humans acquire thumbs through evolution and monkeys were never able to? And is having opposable thumbs the reason why our DNA is 2% different than a monkey's DNA? Wait, they've got opposable thumbs, don't they? Yeah, monkeys have uh, opposable thumbs, uh, but they're not but John uh, Anderson opposable says they don't. <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the very precise way that, uh, that, that our thumbs are opposable. And uh, even apes can't do Ian that. Ian is right now tapping each finger with yeah. his thumb. So they can't yeah. hold a gun, but they could maybe hold a rock? Or well, a mug? Could they hold a mug of coffee? They have the power grip, but look at it. Our closest relatives, the apes, their hands are long. They're long and thin. The axis of the hand goes straight up the arm. Our hands are totally different. Or stubby things compared our, to The those. axis of our hand goes across the palm, and it's a different kind of a hand, and it can do different things relatively, and it's something that just happened in our lineage and didn't happen in the uh, lineages leaving the monkeys or... or uh, Wait, so what's so what's is the problem with that the monkeys don't have a space program that their hands can't build things or that they're not smart enough to do so? It's an amazing thing that we actually have brains that want us to go into space at the same time as we have hands that allow us to build <laughs> <Yes>. instruments. <laughs> well, to well, so allow monkeys want to go into space. They just don't have yeah. the thumbs for it. There you go. Is, I, think, I the don't way to think monkeys want to go into space, frankly. I th- I, I, show me a monkey that's really anxious to go into space. Well, I think I can the show only you ones that have been in space are ones that were sent there involuntarily by the Soviets in uh, the 1950s, right? How do you know it was involuntary? Yeah. Plus, I, th- <laughs> I, think, I, I think there was an episode of Most Curious George, in the where Soviet he, Union he went involuntary. <laughs> that's true. I can say I can say that that's accurate. <laughs> I think Curious George. There was an episode of Curious George where he went into space. I'm pretty sure you can draw a monkey that go, wants to go to space. That's for sure. <laughs> no one's saying you can't do that. When we come back, more of Star Talk, Cosmic Queries, the Evolution Edition. Back to Cosmic Queries. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson in studio, Eugene Merman, and my friend and colleague, Ian Tattersall, expert on apes and monkeys and lemurs and stuff like that. That's on your business card, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a business card, it probably would be. Right? <laughs> but the lemurs first. Lemurs first. And like I said, everything I know about lemurs is from the movie Madagascar. So I hope, are you proud <laughs> of me for that? Oh, man, we're in trouble. Well, I, I know probably even less. Um, so, okay. we're Cosmic Queries, Evolution Edition, go for it. Okay, Anthony Kelly wants to know, what were the influences in human evolutionary history that enabled us to develop intelligence and an ability to use tools and control environments in such amazing ways? Yeah, what's up with that, Ian? Well, you know, there is uh, no uh, Nobel Prize in paleoanthropology, but uh, if would there you was like one? one, whoever could answer this question, especially briefly, would probably win it. It's a very long story. Uh, of seven million years of uh, of evolutionary change, leading from something that was broadly like a chimpanzee to something that uh, we see around us today, and a lot happened in in that short time. I don't even know where to start. Well, let me ask you this: uh, that's seven million years, and we go from whatever we were to what mm-hmm. we are now. In another seven million years, can we somehow selectively breed ourselves, or take chemicals, or stir our genome to become even smarter? I think that's unlikely. The, the, the <laughs> fact is that uh, 
evolution occur, evolutionary change occurs mostly in very small populations, small uh, populations are genetically unstable, new things can become incorporated in them. Like if a you bit, stranded a branch of humans on, a, on, a, on an island or a continent and no one interbreeds with them for millions of years. Right. Well, we, don't know how long, we don't know how long it would take, but in principle, yes, if you have a small population on an island, it's almost certainly going to incorporate evolutionary novelties because these novelties keep on spontaneously appearing mm -hmm. because right. of spontaneous changes in the DNA. But you don't see humans evolving significantly. Like we won't have wings in, say, 30 to 50 years <laughs> or a million Certainly years. Not in 30 to 50 years. But the fact is that we are now this gigantic uh, population worldwide that Neil's already talked about. And um, in a population this size, it's practically inconceivable. You could have the fixation of any meaningful new kind of biological adaptation. I got a question. I got a question. If we have so much DNA in common with all the other life, mm -hmm. starting with chimpanzees going down the list, yep. presumably we have some, we're vertebrates, so we have DNA in common with all vertebrates at some level, correct? You got sixty percent of your DNA in common with a banana. With a banana, really? So yeah. therefore, so why am I not as delicious? <laughs> I mean, why are you not we're appealing? Not going to get to that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Actually, I take it back. I am as delicious as a banana. Uh, yeah, as, and appealing. So. so <laughs> Can I get some props for coming that up? Was that, that, right, right, that, right. that, that was very good. That was very good. Thank you. That, that was, was uh, I will. So, <laughs> so, Ian, what I ask is, can't you just go into our genome, flick a switch that it excites or turns on or off so whatever combination necessary to have your offspring have your arms have become wings? Yeah, or have or people. If it's all there. If you knew what to do, you'd have to do it in 7 billion people. No, Wait, no, oh, really? not no, in the I would be happy with five people with wings and four that were bananas. <laughs> Why do you, where would you keep everyone? Where would you keep them? Where would I keep four <laughs> people with bananas? So much, you you want to turn people back into bananas? <laughs> I don't want to turn people a little. I mean, I only found out recently it was possible. So <laughs> I'd like to try it just bananas? on one person. Holy moly, this is or one interesting. Un, uh, well, one person okay. that hasn't been born I'm yet. I'm assuming has nobody wants to turn their offspring into bananas. I, I want to know. We would force them. If they're just so, Ian. In the old days, we had computers, and they had what's called dip switches, where mm -hmm. you can change the parameters of those. the calculation. Right? If you're mm -hmm. old enough, you remember that. So, if such switches exist in our genes, it's not that you have or don't have the gene. The gene is manifested or not manifested in its operation within you. So, in principle, let's turn on the gene that can regenerate limbs, that as newts do. Let's, you know, newts got that, and yeah. and and here we are thinking we're evolved in some special way. And we can't do stuff that other animals can do. You know, you don't have a technology to do that right now. We have to worry about this uh, and this one down the line. But right now, you you can repair genes, you can insert genes, you can do all sorts of things. But you're not going to get a separate population going on its own evolutionary trajectory without isolating it somehow. And that would be uh, probably unacceptable to the majority of of people. Yeah. Yes, let's yeah. not. Enslave a banana people, <laughs> banana people. <laughs> and make them have wings and regrow limbs until they destroy no, us. I want a flying banana. No, that's I want what a, I want. I kind of want a flying banana. Flying banana. <laughs> I'll see how we could do that. I'm, that can regrow. Right, we really have solved a lot of stuff here. <laughs> it could fly. People would eat it. It would regrow another banana. Did we only get oh, to one question going in this segment? Already. Yeah, but it was a long, Actually, solid question. Uh, bananas need help. <laughs> <laughs> this is Star Talk Radio, the evolution edition of Cosmic Queries. When, when we come back, it'll be the lightning round on evolution. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. You saw the potential. And through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dealing with mess can feel like an impossible task. It just keeps coming back. Well, today we're brought to you by the organization experts, IKEA. IKEA knows we all have those areas in our homes consumed by mess, whether it be that chair that collects all your clothes or the monstrous pile under your bed. That's why IKEA makes affordable wardrobe organizers, underbed storage, and other solutions to help you easily take back that chair and conquer the mess monster under your bed. Visit IKEA to explore more. You can't afford mess, so IKEA makes storage affordable. This episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. We are back for the last segment of our Cosmic Queries Evolution Edition. I'm Neil. Eugene across the table from me, and Ian is our expert on evolution. Eugene, you have one last question before we did the lightning round. What is it? Yes, here's a question. What is Dr. Tattersall's opinion on the theory that Neanderthals slowly died off because of competition with Homo sapiens? Ooh, competition. That would be competition for food, or are they just slaughtered? It could be competition for food. It could be competition for uh, space. It could be competition for anything. But I believe that any chimpanzee would tell you that Homo sapiens is bad news. And I'm pretty sure that any Neanderthal would have told you uh, the same things. So the Cro-Magnon, I guess, were the ones that kept going after that. The Neanderthals were living in Europe and Western Asia until about 40,000 years ago, when uh, all by themselves, minding their own business until Homo sapiens showed up. Within 10,000 years, they were completely gone. They were gone? It was not a coincidence, in my view. So they, they weren't just crossbred and we lost the species distinction. Yeah. They just they died. Basically, yes. So I think there may have been a bit of Pleistocene hanky-panky going on there. And Ooh. the latest uh, genomic data seems to indicate a slight amount of interchange of genes as all the I mayhem like that. was happening. That's a new move, the Pleistocene hanky-panky. Yeah, yeah that totally. is. That's, I hope one of your books is called that. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a brilliant idea. So you think they, they waged war? Waging war? I don't know. 
we have no evidence that would. <laughs> but I can't imagine, knowing how Homo sapiens tends to treat members of its own species, let alone members of other species, I can't imagine that all the encounters between Neanderthals and modern humans were happy ones. Right. Mm. Considering one is dead. <laughs> yep. Extinct. All right, let's okay. lightning round. But just to clarify, and they bury their dead, the Neanderthal. They, they did. They did. And interestingly, the very first humans to come into uh, uh, Western Europe where the Neanderthals lived apparently didn't. They may have even learned this from uh, from Neanderthals. Oh. No. All right. Okay. All right. We are about to go to the lightning round. We have a bunch of questions left and only three and a half minutes to do them in. Okay. Ian, I briefed you on the lightning round. Uh-oh. Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. Rachel wants to know, do we know what type of primates humans evolved from? Uh, Broadly speaking, yes. Uh, Neither apes nor humans, but uh, something with uh, characteristics of both. Oh, next. Uh, Fernando Translavia wants to know, if we do in fact, if we did in fact evolve from monkeys, what is the reason we lost all of that hair that they had? We didn't actually evolve from monkeys. We have a common ancestor with monkeys, but I don't think humans actually lost their hairy, ancestral hairy cover until they moved out into the savannas about uh, a couple of million uh, years ago. So a combination of coats and deserts. Coat and desert. There you go. Okay. I know enough people with hair. You don't want to wear a coat in a desert. There are enough hairy humans out there that that question doesn't apply to all. Okay. (laughs) Next. Okay. Lynn Lipka wants to know, why do you think there's a lack of evolution evidence within the fossil record? It takes a lot of work to become a fossil. There's a, actually <laughs> a, a lot. Not of, everybody can become a fossil. <laughs> yeah, one day. No, this, this is true. You okay. try it. Lightning round. Keep going fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. you want the rest of the uh, the answer? The rest of the answer. It's hard, it's hard to we make actually fo- have a very good fossil record. Okay, but okay. it's very hard to make a fossil. But what, it's hard to become a fossil. What fraction of all dead animals become fossils? That is impossible to say, but way south of 1%. Gotcha. Next. Dinosaurs died randomly. Since that may not have happened elsewhere, should we adjust SETI for reptiles? Should we just what for reptiles? SETI, the, the search, search for, for Oh, SETI for, 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 for extraterrestrial for reptiles. Lizards? Uh, in other planets? <clears throat> I, that's what I'm assuming the Oh, he's thinking is. maybe other planets also had dinosaurs, but they would not have died from an asteroid. Exactly. Oh, I see. And so they're smart, you know. Who knows what's happening on other planets? They're so far away that uh, we Let don't Let me ask know. the question differently. If mm-hmm. the asteroid didn't come and the dinosaurs were still here, might they have evolved an intelligence such as what humans have? Dale Russell thought so. You know, he imagined a dinosaur which had become bipedal because many dinosaurs were already bipedal and developed a big brain. Who knows what would have happened? So maybe. Uh, Okay, next. Julian Alonzo (laughs) wants to know, what is this missing link I've heard about and why is it important? Well, if it's a link, it can't be missing. And if it's missing, it can't be a link. So basically, (laughs) there you go. Okay. Viv Cox wants to know, why could humans not have evolved at different places on Earth rather than one? I love that. Or or life in general. Could life have had more more than one genesis around the world? It's not impossible that uh, that, that the the same things that gave rise to the life that we're familiar with could have happened on multiple occasions. It's possible that we had multiple early bipeds, but only one lineage survived. Okay. Mm, okay. Great. Okay. And Last Dave one. wants to know: Do you predict designer babies becoming a reality for our species in the next twenty years? In the film Gattaca, that's exactly what it was. They got the best defined by the couple, mm-hmm. the best of both genes mm-hmm. to to design the baby that they wanted. Somebody with enough money could conceivably do it. I don't think you'd find many people approving. Okay. 
So, yeah, it's possible 20 years if people become immoral. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're already immoral. So So it's the immoral future that you're predicting. (laughs) Ian, thanks for being on Star Talk. Oh, Oh, my gosh. It's been fun. Next, we got to find a way to do three hours of this or something with Ian because Ian is like my man. I would would love to. Ian is my man from way back. Ian, uh, 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 curator emeritus at the American Museum of Natural History. Thanks for being on Star Talk. It's been a lot of fun. Eugene Merman, we'll look for you. You're still a character on Bob's Burgers. Yes, absolutely. Unrelenting. Unrelenting. All right, we're good. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. I tweet at Neil Tyson. Find Star Talk on the web at StarTalkRadio.net, on Facebook, and of course, on Twitter. Star Talk is brought to you in part by a grant from the Sloan Foundation. As always, I bid you to keep looking up. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.